We're going to talk about the whole armor and it's Ephesians chapter 6 and start with verse 10. And uh, we already talked about it this morning. We're in a spiritual battle. We're not in a physical battle necessarily, but we're in a spiritual battle. And the Bible talks about here the whole armor. And if we just try to put on part of it, it's not going to work. Because the enemy's going to know if you got the whole armor on. We're in a battle. When a soldier goes in the battle, they, they're prepared. They're, uh, they've got everything they need to face the enemy. We watched a movie just, uh, I guess, a day or two ago. It's based on a true story. Uh, it's about uh, this chaplain that went to, uh, I believe it was Iraq, and he told his daughter before he left, he said, you make sure you keep on the whole armor of God. And he gave her a little coin, and it, it represented about the armor that she's supposed to wear. He got over there, and he faced things he never dreamed he'd face. And he had this one young man that would, uh, at first, he started trying to talk to him. That guy, that boy, didn't want to hear nothing about God, or he just kind of always coming back to him or something. And before it was over with, a young man got saved, and he actually baptized him right there on that little makeshift base that they had. And it was just a few days later, that young man got killed. And that really, really affected that chapter. When he come back home, he realized finally that he had he didn't have a whole armor on himself. He was looking more to himself than looking to God. And he about tore his family apart. And he finally realized and God put it all back together and later on they asked him, we need a, he got he got completely out of the military and they asked him, he said, uh, we need a chaplain to go with special forces. He said, We won't be gone as much. He was kind of hesitant. His wife came to him and said, You're going to take the job? And uh, she said, We're called Pickens. And she ministered to those wives on the base that had lost loved ones or had, had their leg blown off or whatever. And he was out there in the field doing the same thing. They done that for three years and then later on he got put on the base uh, somewhere. I think he, when the movie was put out, which it's an older movie, he was still doing that. But it showed his little girl, his daughter and son. His little girl had that little coin, and she fell out praying. And at the very time her and the little boy was praying, the mother walked in. They said, "Come on, pray." And uh, they got the power of the daddy, but daddy's boots, and set him beside the bed because he was over in Iraq or Iran or somewhere. And the very time they was praying, it showed this in the movie. They didn't really say that this part was exactly true, but it was based on a true story. And uh, the very time they was uh, praying, he almost got blown up. They, they started attacking him, you know. And uh, he really got close to dying. And then one other time they got in the ambush, they, they, the enemy got them in the ambush, and they almost not, didn't get out of that either. And uh, he really realized it was over what God told him to do. But he was trying to teach those people to put on the whole armor. Let's read about this just a little bit. 6, Ephesians, starting with uh, chapter uh, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. We'll go back and talk about some of these verses here in a little bit. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take, up, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and have done all to stand. In verse 14 it says, Stand therefore, have your loins girt about the truth, and have on the breastplate of righteousness. 15 it says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherefore, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery, fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all power, supplication in the Spirit, watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We'll stop right there. The whole armor this morning. In verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor. And that, that means, in the in the Greek, it means the full armor. The full armor. And, and, and that means everything that God has listed here in His Word, the full armor. Don't just try to put this to heaven on, or don't just try to just use the sword, or don't just try to just use the shield, but put the full armor on that we'll be protected when we go back. And it also means that wiles. In verse 11, wiles of the devil means trickery. Lying wait. Church this morning, Satan got that up. He's got trickery. He's lying in wait. He's always trying to do set some kind of little trap or some kind of some kind of way to trick us. He wants us to fall. He wants he wants our testimony to be harmed or uh, we talked about it the other day, I believe, that a lot of people look at us, they look at our life, they look at the example we're setting. They're, they're seeing if we got the whole arm, they're seeing if we got the fruit of the Spirit in our life. But then he's put these little traps, and he, he, he's doing this little trickery, you know. And God don't want us to be ignorant to it, He wants us to be prepared, He wants us to be ready, no matter what comes our way, that we've got this whole armor on. And it says, Lie and wait. Don't think that Satan's just over here somewhere asleep thinking, well, you, you know, they won that battle, I'm just going to give up on them. He'll come back around. we got to keep, but we're in a war. I mean, we're in a battle. You're in a battle for your family. You're in a battle for your health. You're in a battle for yourself. You, I mean, we're in a battle. We're in a battle for what's right. I mean, this, this thing, some of the things that this nation's went through, it, it, it's a, it's a, Light and dark, it's it's right and wrong. I mean, it's it's evil and good. I mean, it's it's not just well. This person thinks this or this thinks that. We're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle, and it affects our walk with God. It affects our it's, it affects us in the natural, but it's a spiritual battle. Verse twelve said, "We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities." This principality means magistrate power. 
right, a civil officer or a judge? Am I saying all judges are evil? No, I'm not saying. I'm talking about spiritual. There's a spiritual battle going on. We'll read if you read through the Bible, you'll see times that God dispersed angels and different things on people's behalf. There's a spiritual warfare going on. There, there, the, the enemy is trying to take territory. I'm talking about in the spirit. He's trying to take territory. Yep, he does use people here a lot of times to get his agenda across. He does. But God's also got people that he set up. How many knows when God sets somebody up, a, a, a person that's a, a man or woman of faith, that's a Christian, that, I mean, I, I've seen it in my life that, that I found favor in their eyes because they're a Christian, they love God, and then God blessed me through that person. God has got people set up. God is still on the throne this morning. He is still, we're going to win if we hang in, hang in there. Paul said, i got to press towards the mark. He said, press in. The Bible says, the one that endures to the end shall be saved. Enduring, I mean, pressing in. No matter what's going on, if it looks like everything around us has fell apart, it looks like we're never going to be healed, we're never going to have our finances needs met. We're never going to be able to overcome the battle. We, or it may, it may look like that loved one that everybody's given up on that they're never going to come to God. But God says stay in the battle. He says endure. He says press in. Praise God. He says have faith. And he says don't give up. Don't give up. I know a lot of people give up on me. They think, they think he'll never amount to anything. He'll never come to God. And probably a lot of them think I'm still on the mountain. But I'm nothing in myself, but with God, it's what, what anything good in me is because of God. It's because of Jesus Christ. And it's because of the blood that was shed that I can have life and have more money. It's because of the cross. It's because He said, I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to raise it up the third day. He said, I'm coming back and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if you made yourself ready, I'll come back and hit you one day. Praise God. We've got something to look forward to. But until we, he said, also the Bible said, occupy till you come, till he comes. We're still got things to do here. we got ministries to carry out. It may not be teaching. It may not be singing. It may not be preaching. But everyone else in this room this morning has got a ministry. If you know the Lord. And everyone in this room, somebody's watching your life. Somebody's saying if you got the whole armor on, praise God. Do you have the armor on this morning? We're not going to be surprised. God is not surprised about anything that goes on. The Lord knew all about these, these viruses. He knew all about the election. He knew all everything that was going on with what went on. There's nothing surprises him this morning. He knows everything that was in the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. Praise God. He's in control this morning. If we got the whole armor on, we're going to be prepared whatever comes our way. We're going to stay in the race. We're going to fight the fight. Praise God. Sometimes we have to fight for those that can't fight for themselves. Sometimes we have to make up the gap. We have to stand up, make up the hedge. And we have to be the one that's going to stand and say, Enemy, you're not getting my loved ones. You're not getting my friends. You're not getting my family. Praise God. But I'm going to stay in here and I'm going to fight the battle. I'm talking about a spiritual battle this morning. 
Me and Roger, my brother, we used to fight like cats and dogs growing up. If somebody tried to uh, fight him and I was around or me and one, we would try to turn the head to the other Now we're, now we're, we're best friends and, and uh, God has changed us. Praise God. We didn't, we didn't grow up in a home that knew about putting on the whole armor of God. But God moved through His mercy and, and done things in our life that we're where we're at today. We're still fighting for each other, but it's not in the physical now. Spiritual. Spiritual. Praise God. What do we get to? Verse 12. And it's talking about where it's talking about powers. It says, but against principalities and against powers. It's delegated influence, authority, jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. Satan wants to, to have his little jurisdiction. He wants to set up rules. He wants to have authority. But I know the one that's got all the power. All power has been given unto him. His name is above every name. There is no other name under heaven and earth can be saved but by the name of Jesus. All power and everything is in his name. The devil don't have no power over him. The devil knows he can't defeat him. He knows he's defeated in the end. He knows what the back of the book says. He knows there's a place the lake of fire has been prepared for him. And he knows he's got a short time. But God is in control. Praise God. Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He is the ruler. He is the king. Praise God. He's in charge. He's got everything under his feet. Praise God. This morning, we're talking about jurisdiction. And then also talking about rulers in verse 12. Rulers of darkness. And that's talking about like a world ruler. That's talking about everyone. I mean, we, you know, we think, well, maybe I'm not one going through something or I'm not one facing this battle. And a lot of times I've heard people say, well, if that person could just get out of IU and we could get him somewhere else or her somewhere else, I'm telling you, it's everywhere. The battle is there, folks. The enemy is there. Yes. You know, the drugs, the, the awful things, alcohol, all the things are going on in the entire world. Yes. But God's everywhere too. Yes. He's omnipresent. Praise God. He's all powerful. If we put our hand in His hand, if we put our life in, his, in Him, if we let Him become King of Kings, Lord of Lords of our lives, then we can face these things. But we can move all over the world this morning. We can move all over the country this morning. We can go all in inward and try to get away from the evil, the sin that's in this world, but it's going to be there. But the Bible also, the, the Lord said to you, if I make, uh, the Bible said, if I make the thing in hell, you'll be there. You can't get away from the presence of God. He continually pulls at your heart. He continually tugs at you. He continued conviction, praise God. I've tried to get away from him. I've tried to get away from his spirit. I've tried to get away from the, his presence. No matter where I was at, if I was hundreds and hundreds of miles from here, doing things in places I didn't need to be, 
couldn't get it out of my mind. Because I needed what I needed to believe. I need to go back and put on that armor. Is anything I'm doing myself, all I do is come on myself before him. So Lord, I'm going to pick it back up. I'm going to put it back on. I'm going to put the armor on. I'm going to stay in the fight. I'm going to finish the race. Praise God. Uh, and it's rulers of the darkness, shadiness. The, the enemy is shady. He is shady. He is shady. He'll try to make something that he'll make it look like it's good. He'll make people look like they're real, and sometimes they're not. It's shady. He's out there trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Talk about shadiness. Praise God. He knows his time is short this morning. And this spiritual is non carnal. Non carnal. It's not talking about the natural man. This is just the house that we live in for a little while. I'm talking about the real man, real you, the real me. We're going to spend eternity somewhere, folks. Also, that wickedness in verse 12 is malice, iniquity. Praise God. Also, talk about high places. It's above, it's a high, a high word that here means above the sky. In other words, a spiritual, spiritual realm. This place is everywhere, universal. Everywhere in verse. Verse 13 says, Take up unto you the whole armor that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That word evil there means diseased, mischief, malice, and harm. Diseased, mischief, malice, and harm. Folks, this is real. This thing is real. If we've ever, if you know, and most, like several of you in here knows what more I know about God's Word. But if you can see anything, you can see we're getting to the end of this time. We get to the end. We're in the latter days. No man knows the day of the hour that the Lord's coming back. But we can see things being fulfilled. Things I heard about when I was this high and we we went to church, Daddy and took us to tent revivals and things, and I heard those old preachers preaching about things that was coming in the future. Now I've seen them completely. We're here. We're right at the door. But the Bible, I believe with all my heart, no matter how deceitful the enemy is, no matter what kind of traps he tries to lay, no matter how much uh, authority he tries to have, that the church is going to be victorious. I believe there's going to be people coming in. I believe there's going to be people delivered and set free. I believe that we're going to see people uh, come in that we thought would never walk through the door. God's going to set them free. God's going to set them free. We're going to see them pick up the sword, the heaven of salvation, put on the shield of righteousness. We're going to see them have their feet shot in the preparation of the gospel. We're going to see their hearts change. We're going to see their desires change. We're going to see them delivered, praise God. 
I know the things I used to love, now I hate. Hallelujah. When you when you come to Christ, the Bible says, put off the old things and put on the new. We're supposed to be a new creation in Him. If we're still loving the things we used to do, we better check ourselves. Praise God. If we're still wanting to do the old things that we knew was wrong, we better check ourselves. We better make sure everything's right. We was talking at work. This one person was, was some things was going on and he was concerned about his job a little bit. This this one boy told him, said, You're the only one you are that can lose this job for yourself. You can't blame it on nobody else. You need to go look in the mirror. He didn't say that, but that's basically what I'm saying. If you're going to lose this job, it's all on you. Because you know the right thing to do. You know what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. You can't blame it on nobody else. You can't blame it on the situation, the circumstance. You can't blame it on what's going on at home and not going on at home. When it comes right down to it, when we stand before God, you look in that mirror the next time you get in front of the mirror. It's between you and God. Have you made things right? Have you got the whole armor on? Are you ready to meet the Lord? When you stand before Him, you can't say, well, I had this going on, I had that going on. This was going on. The Bible talks about, He, he told some of them, depart from me, I never knew. And they done all kinds of things. I wouldn't even say, well, no. I'm good and thankful, sir. Enter in. We're talking about putting on the whole armor of God. And this word in verse 14 says, Stand, therefore. And this stand means to continue or establish. Establish. We need to establish ourselves in God's word. Establish ourselves in the rights. Establish ourselves in the fight. We've done everything that we know to do in this need to continue. I've talked about it before about let God lead your steps. When it feels like you can't do nothing else, just put one foot right in front of the Stay in the fire, continue, stand. And that's dirt. It's talking about dirt. Dirt about the truth. That leads to facing you better. Dirt yourself. Get ready. Praise God. Prepare yourself. Get ready. Get ready for the battle. Put on the whole arm. That word righteousness is justification. Justification. In verse 16, it says, Taking the shield of faith. And the word shield here means a large shield. Large, a big enough shield that it covers your text. Large shield. And that word faith in verse 16 is talking about assurance. Assurance. Shield of faith, you may be able to quench all the fire dogs of the week. And this word quench right here is talking about to extinguish or go out. It's talking about the fire darts, the enemy. And this word quench right here means to. That they go out or you're able to extinguish the fire dogs. That word fire, of course, it means to be inflamed with anger, grief, and lust. When the enemy's trying to 
Get these things in your heart and your life kind of and shoot the fire darts. He's trying to get these things. He's trying to get you to have this anger, lust, and all these things. You hold up the shield. And it quenched the fire darts of the enemy. And we're not talking about a little dart that you throw in a dart. I told you, man, my brother fought when growing up. So we, we got into it one time. We just we wouldn't even seen that time, I guess. We live a little probably not too far down the road. Me and him got into it. He grabbed the dart out of the dart. I took off on him. He buried that thing right there and attached my leg. And the fight was on right that. <laughs> well, we're not talking about a little dart like that. This word, this right here is talking about. This word dart means a missile, spear, or arrow. It's more than just a little dart. The enemy is going to do some more than throw a little dart at you. He's trying to, it, 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 it may feel like you've been hit by a missile sometimes, or a spear or an arrow. But if we just use the shield of faith and get behind the shield of faith. When they go to battle, a lot of times they was able to get behind that shield and protect themselves. And a lot of times the enemy, you know, was shooting arrows and they would have them on fire or flames or whatever, and that shield would protect them. They hit that shield back top. It would extinguish those those dogs. Verse 17, the helmet of salvation. Of course, the helmet, helmet of salvation is talking about protecting the mind. How many knows we've got a battle of the mind this morning? Most of the time, that's where, if not always, that's where it starts at. It starts in our mind. The enemy tries to get in our thinking. He tries to get in our mind. He's, he wants us to think. Negative things and he says, think, well, you're not going to get out of this, or this is the worst thing ever happened to you, and you're going to die from this, and you're going to lose this, and you're not going to make it, or your 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 child's not going to make it, or your loved one's never going to come in and live for God. It's, it's in the mind. We got to protect the mind. Help us salvation. Protect the mind. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. This supplication is like a petition or a request. If we're not careful, we won't tell God what He needs to do. I do it. We all do it, I'm sure. We won't say, but Lord, you need to do this right here. You need to take me to this situation. And if you'll do this right here, I'm going to do this. But he says, make request. Petition. Make sure we're praying the will of God. We're not praying this. We know it's God's will for people to be saved. We know it's God's will that there's nothing wrong with being blessed and prospered. But when we get it to the point where it's above everything else, and that's all we want done, we're, we're missing God's will. It's hard to pray for somebody. We know somebody's hurting. They're in financial need. God bless them. God pour out your blessings on them. Bless them, God. We know someone that's sick. It's hard to pray. God heal them. The Bible says if you if you if you have sickness, you know, call for the elders of the church. Ask them to pray. It talks about laying hands on the sick. They shall recover. It talks about anointing with oil. I mean, all these things are in God's word. Does everybody get healed? Does everybody get healed? Does that change God? 
Does that mean if that person don't get healed, they leave this walk alive? Does it mean they wouldn't write to God? Does it mean if they're sick, they got they're not living right? No. That's been taught way back old days. I don't, I don't say that no word about it. Now you can do certain things and bring things up on yourself. You know. There's uh, consequences for our actions. There's consequences for our actions. God protects us and keeps us safe. He also gives us wisdom. If I get out here and sit down on the railroad track and know sooner or later there's a train will come along, I'm going to be run over. But if something happens that's beyond my control, the enemy tries to take me out some way or another by whatever reason, and God said, No, I'm not done with it. He'll, he'll make arrangements that you get you're protected. But we can't kill God. But does everybody get healed? We all appointed in time. We're all appointed that time. God's going to call us. Call our number. Call our name. We don't know what day, what hour, what minute. But are we ready? Are we prepared? And we put on this help of salvation. Are we asking God as a request and petition? Also, perseverance, persistence. Being steadfast, being stable, being real for God, staying in the race, not turning back. There's nothing to look back to. Praise God. We read about Solomon the Moral. We read about the, uh, the woman that looked back and was turned to a pillow of salt. One place in the Bible talks about when you put your hand in the plow, not turn back, you know. We don't want to turn back. There's nothing to go back to. The enemy will paint you a pretty picture. He'll make it look like it's good. He'll say, look at, the, look at those people. How good they got. I'm telling you this morning, if we know the Lord, we got this whole armor on this morning. No matter what we face, he's there. I was, uh, at one time I had a, well, I told this to a lot of you heard it, some of you have. You don't know how you affect your people work, but you better watch where this work or where it's in your neighborhood or whatever it is. People that know your family, friends, acquaintances. I got diagnosed one time and had a thing come up in my throat, and it was, uh, they called it a nodule, on my thyroid, and a further test. They, they give us physical at work every year, and that's how they make them. I didn't go ahead. Well, things went on anyway, and it being a 0.1 centimeter cancer. So I got my thyroid taken out, and one of my thyroids taken out. And I had this one guy talk, I was talking to him, and he didn't want to just come out and say, you know, I know God's going to get you through it, but he said, I believe if anybody to make it through it, you can. And I knew what he meant. It wasn't because of anything in me. And I had this other guy one time. This guy was, I mean, he's, he's a good guy, doing anything for it, but he's got a mouth on him. That's just the way he is. 
and he's kind of radical, wild, and you can stop thinking he knows these things. But he told me one day, I don't know what we got to talk about. He said, you're the most moral person I know. And that really done something for me. And it's nothing in me. Nothing in me. Nothing. My righteousness is filthy rags this morning. But it's because of him. And there's people watching your life this morning. There's family that you may think, will they ever really get it? Will they really hear what I'm saying? But sometimes we don't have to say anything. Sometimes we don't have to say a word. Sometimes all we got to do is walk the walk, talk the talk, and put the armor on. And we see somebody in the military, we see uh, that chaplain I talked about, he, he became a captain later, and he was all decorated out, and uh, all the medals, we know when we see that person, hey, they've been through some things. They have put in some time. They have faced some things. We know when we see them in that uniform, it means something. It humbles me when I see somebody out there because they have done something and fought for the country for our freedom. Right, do you have the whole armor this morning? <coughs> the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. If you want to know how to win, right here it is. Whatever you face this morning, there's something in here that somebody's already went through at one time or another. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in all ways. He never failed. He never sinned. The devil tried to tell him to just cast himself down, you know, or how do you got all this you see and all these things. He followed the Word of God to him. The Word of God. They tried to stamp it out. They tried to do away with it. They tried to disapprove it. They tried to do everything. But the Bible says every word is settled. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All scripture, that means every one from Genesis to Revelations, is all given by the inspiration of God. You can stand on it. You can live by it. You can die by it. The word of God. It's simple that a child would understand it this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only God son. For God so loved the world that he gave the best he had. For God so loved the world that he helped him gave the best he had. For God so loved the world that he came and wrapped himself in flesh and became a person like me and you. He walked among us and he lived here. A few years. For God so loved the world that He made up His life. They didn't take it. They tried to, but the Bible talks about He gave His life as a ransom for me. He's our mediator this morning. He's our everything. If you ever see anything good in me, it's because of Him, not in me. I encourage you this morning. I don't know everybody's heart. God knows your heart. We walk through that door this morning. Put on that whole armor. But it starts at the foot of the cross. Praise God. Those soldiers, those military folks, they have to go through all kinds of trains, boot camp, and all these things. 
to start out with a, as a general with a bunch of levels uh, on, but they start out. They have to start from the bottom, work their way up. We don't work out, we can't work our salvation, we can't earn our salvation. But it starts at the foot of the cross. Put on the whole arm this morning. If you haven't made your things right, I encourage you before we leave this church today. I don't believe it's by accident that you're here today. Sometimes we think, well, I just want to go to church. I just need to go. God's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose for every one of you. He's got a reason for you being here. Somebody is watching you to see if you've got the armor on today. Somebody is looking at you to see if you're real today. The devil's going to try everything he can to, to shake you up, knock you off your feet, blindside you. He's going to try his trickery, his deceitfulness, and all these things. And I'm telling you this morning, folks, I'm excited about what God's going to do. I'm excited about the hour that we live in. I'm excited about God's getting ready to show up and leave all my heart. There are going to be people I believe with everything that was that's within me, the people's going to come. Not just here, but other places too. They're going to come and they're going to, we're going to see a difference. We're going to see people saved and set free and delivered. We're going to see those that the world's turned their back on and said there's no hope. A lot of the church, church world has turned their back on since we're not hope. We're going to see them come and take up the helm of salvation. We're going to see them take up this armor. We're going to see them take up the sword of the Spirit. This shield that I'm talking about this morning. Praise God. You can't fight the battle on your own. You can't win it in your own. Hallelujah. We need God. We need His power. The Bible says, You shall receive power if the Holy Ghost has come upon you. To be witnesses. In other words, to live a life. To fight the fight, praise God. To stay in the battle. To finish the race. Praise God. we got to have strength and it all comes from Him this morning. Praise God. I'm not talking a lot. I don't know if anybody's got any questions or comments or about out of time, but I hope I've said something to encourage you this morning. <laughs> uh, I never take it lightly. Never take it lightly. God is so good. Growing up in school, I would not have to get up and take, get on a book report or anything like that for nothing. I was the shyest person in the room. Did not want to talk and say anything. And that always stayed on before I I'm going to tell you the same thing. If it's one person, if it's a hundred, if it's a thousand, I'm going to do the best I can to do the same job. Do everything that's forgiven me to do the right thing. We're seeing his message and his word. I love all of you this morning. Praise God. God's here in the house. God's here. He's here.
real. Hallelujah. He hasn't changed. Praise God. He's still in control this morning. Come back all along. Make sure you got it on this morning. Bible says put it on. So we got something we need to do. We got to I can't put it on you, you can't put it on me. My arm won't fit you, your arm won't fit me. You gotta put it on the Father. You gotta put it on the Father. You gotta. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on those that you're praying for. Praise God. I'm telling you, don't give up this morning. There's hope in Jesus. Amen. Don't give up. Praise God. Praise God. Don't give up. I want to close, but I think about this second. Don't give up. Do not give up, praise God. Do not give up on those that you feel like there. Maybe there's no hope, but there is hope. Praise God. Don't give up on them, folks. Don't throw in a towel. I talked about that one time. It's not time to throw in a towel. Hallelujah. It's, not, it's time to get in the battle. It's time to get in the fight. Hallelujah. He's still the same. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on His Word. Don't give up on promises that God has given you. Don't give up on things that you've read. Don't give up on times that somebody has given you a word from God and you knew it was a word from God. Hang on to it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. God. He's wanting to do things. He's wanting to change hearts and lives. Hallelujah. He's wanting to set people free and he's wanting to move by his spirit. Don't give up on this morning. Don't give up on that person that looks like there's no hope. You may be their hope. You may be the, the, the very one that God wants to use to pull them out from my place. For us to do that, we got to put on the whole arm. We gotta know everything that we have things right between us and God when we reach those others. They're watching you this morning. They're watching me. Are you ready this morning? Praise God. Say it about the Love God. Thanks.